0: In 1986, our daughter Emma was stillborn. As family and friends gathered around us to offer comfort and support, we heard variations on the phrase that is the title for this sermon, I can't even imagine. I cannot imagine what you are going through. I can't even imagine what I would do. I can't imagine how hard this is for you. And I have no doubt that these statements were offered with the best of intentions. To say, presumably, I can't really know how you are feeling, as I have had no similar experience. It is a phrase that I said myself before I went through this experience, and have most likely used since. It comes easily to the tongue in responding to another's overpowering grief. But I want to share with you what it felt like on the receiving end. Lonely. Deeply lonely. It made me feel even more isolated and disconnected than I already felt. It made me wonder what I was supposed to do with this information. You can't even imagine? Do you want to? Is that what you are asking? One person I remember went even further. I can't even imagine what you are going through, she said. I don't think that I could live through it. And I wondered, what is wrong with me? How am I living through this when it is apparent to others that this is not something that normal, caring people could survive? In fact, they can't even imagine living through this. Things already felt unreal. I was having to sadly remind myself of what had happened to us each morning. Now I felt that not only had things changed, but they had changed irretrievably, and there was no longer a connection between my world and the normal world, the world of those well-meaning, caring people who could not even imagine my world. Reflecting now on this experience and these feelings, I see something else in this phrase. As I hear others say it and think about the instances in which I have said it or thought of saying it, I realize that there is an underlying fear and a sort of superstition that runs underneath it all. Along with saying, I can't imagine what you are going through, I am saying inside my head and heart, I won't imagine what you are going through. I can't allow myself to imagine that because it threatens this world in which I feel fairly safe and secure, this world in which things like that don't happen. I can't even imagine because if I do, it opens up possibilities which I don't want to consider. And understand, please, I don't think this is intentional on anyone's part. But it does indeed feel when one experiences great tragedy, deep grief, extreme sorrow, that one has entered into another world. And when people are telling you that they can't even imagine what you are going through, it seems to confirm that. And here is the message I want to bring. It's the same world. I used to live in that world where these things didn't happen. Until they did. And what I came to realize is that I didn't cross over into another world. I came to a little bit deeper understanding about this world. This is the world where such things happen. That is not meant to scare anyone, nor to punish anyone, nor to push anyone away. Quite the contrary, it is to call everyone in. It is to say, this is the world we share. And as safe and secure as we may wish to be, this is the world where hard, sad, tragic things happen. Some that are caused by people and some that are beyond our control. I don't wish you sadness or heartache or loss or suffering, but that's just it. My wishes don't really have much influence. There are no special incantations that will keep these things from happening, nor can I cause them to occur simply by allowing myself to imagine what it would be like to go through such things. It's okay to imagine what it would be like. Imagination is not knowing. I understand that. I cannot know what it's like to go through what you are going through, especially if I've never had a similar experience, and even if I have. For no two experiences or two people are exactly the same, but I can join with you. For the world in which this happened, whatever has happened, it is not a world that is separate from mine this is the world we share. Imagination is not owning. I understand that. I don't suddenly have the insight to describe your experience, nor to offer wise advice, nor to tell you what you feel. But I can listen in a different and deeper way. I can take in what you say and correlate it with my own experiences, emotions, and values. I can join with you because I believe you and I accept that the world where this has happened is not a world separate from mine. That it is indeed the world we share. I can't even imagine is playing out now on a national scale. While it may be that few could have predi- predicted the precise details of the riot and invasion of the nation's capital this past week, and it may be that this particular circumstance was unprecedented in U.S. history, the shock and surprise which swirled around the fact that such a thing could happen here in the United States seemed tragically naive or, more likely, willfully ignorant. To hear people exclaim in dismay about how hard it is to hear world leaders speak as if the United States is struggling to maintain itself as a democracy. How strange it is to watch footage of the mob invading the Capitol that looks, as one newscaster said, as if it could be coming from Bogota. How jarring to see so plainly evident the massive disparities in preparation and policing for these rioters as compared to responses to the Black Lives Matter protests. Suddenly, it seems that much of white America is being introduced to that other world that we could not even imagine, that we would not even imagine. That world where this country is no more insulated from the challenges of maintaining democracy than anywhere else in the world, and where attaining true democracy has yet to be achieved. That world we share, yes, with Bogota, and where we are no more protected from the machinations of the powerful and the struggle of the vulnerable. That world where the gross injustices, oppression, and violence against black people and marginalized groups is not a matter of aberrant incidents, but is sewn into the very culture in such a way that those in the dominant culture are trained from birth to not see, indeed to not even being able to imagine the truth of what we are told such that if presented with the evidence, grudgingly admitting to the truth of it, we respond, yes, but that is not who we are as a country, as a people. It happened, but it happened in that world, not in this world. In this world, this world where we have felt safe and secure, it is not who we are as a country. We. Speaking of white people, white America have spent too long a time not even being able to imagine the world that people of color have described. When we have not been able to deny it outright, we have tried to bring it into the world we can imagine, placing it in a context we can accept, explaining it to one another, providing advice and analysis, categorizing a whole world and history of experience as an aberration from the central grand narrative of who we think we are in this world beyond which we cannot even imagine. Because to imagine the truth of what we are being told feels dangerous, unsettling, threatening. You will hear talk of the two Americas, and I understand what that is describing. The fact that we can share a country and have two, at least, such disparate experiences of how it operates, How justice operates. But here is the message I want to bring. It's the same world. There's only one America. The America that we couldn't imagine or wouldn't let ourselves imagine. That's the only one there really is. We live in the same world. Some of us used to live in that world where we told ourselves these things didn't happen until they did. And what we are coming to realize is that we haven't crossed over into another world. We have come to a little bit deeper understanding about this world. This is the world where such things happen and have been happening. If we felt unsafe, vulnerable, threatened watching the events on Tuesday, we should know that for many, for generations, generations, Many have felt that way in this country. If we found ourselves with serious doubts about how our democracy functions and who it serves, we should know that many have been pointing to these calculated corruptions for generations. If we felt uncertain about what exactly was being protected by those who are charged to protect and serve, we should know that the race-based limits of police protections have been exposed over and over with justice yet to be served. If we find ourselves in an America that we had never imagined, it is because we did not allow ourselves to imagine the experience of those who were telling us what America is. as police finally began clearing people off the Capitol grounds with tear gas. A participant in the riot said to a small group gathered around her, crying, her voice shaking, They're shooting at us. They're supposed to shoot BLM, Black Lives Matter, but they're shooting the Patriots. As difficult as that is to hear, she was expressing a painful truth about this society and the way we have been taught implicitly or explicitly that it works. This is not meant to scare anyone, nor to punish anyone, nor to push anyone away. Quite the contrary, it is to call everyone in. It is to say, this is the world we share And as safe and secure as we may wish to be, this is the world where hard, sad, tragic things happen. Some that are caused by people and some that are beyond our control. And when we are witness or participants in the hurt caused by people, we have the ability to act to change them. There are no special incantations that will keep these things from happening. No magical conjuring of shining cities on a hill, nor can I cause them to occur simply by allowing myself to imagine what it would be like to go through such things. It's okay to imagine the experiences of those who suffer injustice and oppression and terror. Imagination is not knowing. I cannot know what it's like to go through what you are going through. But I can know that it is not a world that is separate from mine, that it is the world we share. You will hear that this is a time for healing. We cannot heal if we do not allow ourselves to even imagine that hurt has occurred and is occurring. We cannot heal if we insist that the hurt is caused by people who are not actually responsible because it is not who they are. We cannot heal until we imagine ourselves out of the world that holds an illusion of safety and into the real world of struggle and joy Pain and promise, hurt and hope, risk and resilience, loss and love. We cannot heal until we accept that there is one world, this world, which holds us all.